Welcome back to LaFunk Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. What's uh, going on? Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Matt. It's a Monday morning. Yeah. We didn't get to record early <laughs> in the week, but they, they, we're, we're releasing on Monday anyway. <laughs> yeah. So this we're, we're talking to you on the same day that this is being published. So You know what? This is probably being published like 20 minutes after it's recorded. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Oh, man. Okay. Joe, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about... Both of our favorite band? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. They're just so good. They're my favorite band. Yeah. Parcels. It, oh, the Parcels. Oh, Matt. You're the <sighs> one who showed me the Parcels. That is true. How did that happen? Oh, man. So, I discovered the Parcels on Spotify just by exploring for new music. I was going to the ends of all my playlists, and I would always be... You know, on Spotify, if you go to the bottom of a playlist, it'll show like suggested, suggested songs, songs for your yeah. for your uh, playlist. And so, I was—I think we were on a trip to Halifax together on a bus, and uh, I was just shuffling through um, songs and just trying to find new music because I was bored of the stuff I had. And uh, eventually, this song called "Older" came up by okay. pa- the Parcels, um, and so I listened to it and I was like. Okay, this is kind of fun. Back then, my music tastes were a bit different, so I actually I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And so I checked out some of their other stuff. And then I found this song called Lighten Up by Parcels. Oh. And I was like, oh, man, what is this? Yeah. And this was probably, like, my introduction to funk music. Mm. Um, maybe also Wolfpack had something to do with that. But I listened to this song and was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And so later on, I showed Joe the song. And he thought it was okay. You showed me tied up right now. Well, that was a different time. Oh, really? You don't, I don't think you remember this. I don't remember this. I, you listened to this and you thought you didn't think much of it. I think because we were listening to it on like earbuds in our hands. Oh, yeah. But let's let's fast forward a bit. So I started listening to the parcels a bunch because I was obsessed. And then I listened to this song called Tied Up Right Now, which became my favorite like so fast. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is an amazing song. So... You know, Joe and I were friends. We were hanging out one day in the car, and I told Joe. In my 2005 Toyota Echo, <laughs> and we were just playing music on my small Bluetooth yeah, speaker in the right. cup holder. <laughs> and I was like, Joe, I have this cool, awesome song to show you. And I played it, and Joe just freaked out in his car. The bass line was fast and groovy at the same time. You were, time. like, screaming. Like I was excited. <laughs> you blasted that thing as loud as—well, I guess it was the speaker. You blasted it as loud as you could. <laughs> Um, and we were just we were just bopping. And the thing is, with my small speaker inside a cup holder, you couldn't really hear the bass. <laughs> but I, I knew there was it. something there that was like, "Whoa, that's impressive!" Yeah. But I couldn't really hear it. Right. And so that was kind of how we both got into this band. Yeah. And that was back in I don't even know 2019, maybe. Probably sometime around there. Sometime around there. Um, they'd only had one album out by then, mm-hmm. their original album, but. We've been listening ever since. Yeah. 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 So why don't we listen to Tied Up right now? Yeah. Before that, I was just in a mall probably just over a year ago, mm-hmm. and they came on, and I was super pumped about it. Yeah. And I- it was this song. Oh, let's go. Thank you. 
Oh. <laughs> so the first it, thing you realize is the baseline slide. You know, yeah. I was arguing with Matt beforehand. I think this is a synth bass, mm-hmm. but that slide in at the start sounds like a real bass. I'm yeah, not sure which I've, it is. Well, the thing is, I've seen a lot of recordings of them doing this song back when it was fresh, and it was always on a normal bass. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it was always uh, Noah playing the bass. It sounds like a synth bass to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Maybe in the recording, yeah. it, it's just a synth bass. But. Um, but one thing you'll notice is they're a rhythm section band. Like, oh, yeah. These guys are playing parts, and they're playing them so well. Yeah. They're just so cohesive, and... No one's like no one's taking the show, you know. Mm-hmm. They're all working together to make that groove. Yeah, and that's how you know you got a good rhythm section. A good band will not play as separate instruments. Mm. The rhythm section is almost like one instrument. Yeah, and so you have to learn how to play together, how to complement each other's parts. When you're playing music, it can't be how do I sound good. It's how can I make other people sound good? That's right. And I think when I first was listening to them, I didn't know much about music theory. I think I'd hardly even started playing the bass. Um, I wasn't very into music theory at all. But I think something in me just kind of could tell that something was like different about these guys than like a lot of stuff I was hearing on radios and stuff. Like it just felt better. Yeah. <laughs> like and. It's because they have such a tight groove with each other, and you can tell these guys are working together and not, they're not competing. Yeah. And it's just so good. Yeah. I once heard an analogy, which I completely disagree with, about oh. <laughs> music and how, what, what people's roles in music are. So, you know, in a band, it's like having a pie chart and where each instrument or singer, like if there's a two person band, like guitar and singer, mm. for example, then each one gets 50%. I hate that example. That's what? No. Because <laughs> it's kind of like the two make 100%. Sometimes the vocals will have more. Sometimes the piano will have more. Yeah. And it just, it's not a mix of 50-50. It's constantly wavering. But whatever it is, they need to find out how they can unite themselves so that the singer and pianist is 100%. Same yeah. thing in the parcel. Exactly. They've same. got five instrumentalists in this band and they are all trying to figure out how to work together to make a hundred percent of the music so you'll notice in that intro there's no real keyboard except for the lead part that part so that's the only part which is kind of taking the lead. And then it drops out. And then it drops out. And then it's just the guitar part and the bass. So you got the guitar going get in it and then the bass and so but then it comes back at towards the end of each measure yeah and once they get into the into the verse the keyboard comes in just with chords exactly because that's what fills up the groove yeah because now because now the vocals are coming in to take take um take that space so they're replacing that keys part in the intro and the chords are taking a step back so you're seeing they're working together right it's Mm -hmm. The keys are dropping back so that the vocals can come in, and it just makes it so much better. If that if that keys part was still in there, it would be too much. It would uh-huh. be very crowded. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, they do a move that I really appreciate. Instead of sometimes when you go into like a verse or a chorus or something, you're going to hit your crash on the drums. Mm. You're going to hit your crash on the one. Yeah. 
they hit the open hi-hat like yeah oh it's so good it keeps your music tight not so flashy you know it's easy to try and fill in the sonic space with crashes and just constant noise it's really tempting and sometimes it's actually really good yes most of the time it's really good but there's sometimes when maybe there's a better option maybe there's maybe you don't play anything special at all and you just keep the groove or you play an open hi-hat like you got to think creatively and what's going to sound best for that specific moment in the song and you'll realize throughout all their music the drummer anatole surrett <laughs> he's a drum machine absolutely but he never does anything like overly impressive it's it's you won't find any like crazy drum fills you won't find any crazy drum beats there's nothing really insane going on but he's just so tight in the pocket which oh, yeah. I still don't know what is, to be honest. But <laughs> he, I, whatever it is, you I know that, it. I know this guy has it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna walk out again this time. I promise. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, let's let's we're gonna talk a bit more about the parcels today. So, um, interestingly enough, they they don't really identify as a funk band. They they kind of identify more as like a disco soul sort of pop band yeah they that makes sense they say a lot of they there's a lot of words they use but electro pop uh, matt was yeah, telling me that's they, a pretty they, good definition for the earlier stuff at that's least. right so they started out really electronic uh they electro pop i guess is the genre specifically so what you what you just heard tied up right now that was um that was towards the beginning but they had a lot of earlier stuff that was even more just um it was very electronic and and that was their sound for a while uh-huh. um and you know there's nothing wrong with that i I think electronic music definitely has its place. Um, you know, for Joe and I, we're as it, musicians, like we're definitely more partial to actual instruments being used. Yeah. But you know, some people like the electronic style, and that's fine. And they started out this way. And as you recall, the first song I ever listened to by them was called "Older." Um, so why don't we play that for them to let them hear yeah. kind of what we're talking about? Yeah. Showing you never That's kind of what they sounded like in the beginning. I feel like that bass, that bass didn't sound um, real. And, it didn't sound and real. And the drums yeah. are completely electronic. Yeah. You know, you got so, a, I think you got a real guitar there. Yeah. But they focus a lot on the um, electronic drum machine yeah. kind of style. Yeah. Which is so weird because like they have such an incredible drummer. So yeah. I don't. I don't know why they. I, but, I mean, who knows? But but. Let's talk about a, bit, a little bit about the musicians individually. Right. So you have the drummer, Anatole Surrette. Mm-hmm. When you see him play live in the in the live volume one album, which we're, oh, oh, we're going to get to. We're going to get to. And day and night. You can tell that his style is based on a drum machine. Like when he's playing in live volume yeah. one, the whole thing, he's just sitting in the pocket as if he was a drum machine. Yep. He's so precise. And so he's got so much... It's such simple parts. There's no flash. There's no flash. There's just groove. There's just groove. Which essentially, you know, if you want, if you're a drummer and you want to get hired for gigs or you want to be a part of the band, don't be flashy. Become a drum machine. Become. And don't. And I don't mean that by like become boring. Because because I don't. And like stiff. Yeah. I mean. Find the groove. Find the groove. Be able to 
you have to be in the pocket as a drummer. If you're yeah. not in the pocket, like the drummer is the guy who's keeping everyone else in the band in time. If yeah. you mess up, if you lose that pocket, you're going to fall out. Like the whole band is just going to fall apart. That's right. Yeah. And like sometimes when we're playing as a band, like here as La Funk, you know, Joe will tell us like, we're going to take it up, like raise the tempo. He's the one who's going to set the bar for that. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to carry the band with him as he increases tempo or decreases tempo. Like, we got to slow down. We got to speed up. And then the band's going to follow him. I have a lot of trouble speeding up or slowing down songs because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get stuck in a tempo. And sometimes I like, I want to speed it up, but I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. Because I realize if I speed up, well, the band's going to gonna be out of time for a moment. If I... Sometimes it happens naturally among everybody where it's yeah. just like the song gets exciting and mm-hmm. we speed up naturally, which is fine. But it's hard to push the tempo for me because I feel like if I play a little bit faster, well, it's going to take a second for everyone to realize and there's going to be that lack of pocket for a second. That's <laughs> I don't right. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's older. It's it's a earlier song. From it's the, an older song. Uh, when's it from? 2016? Yeah. So... That was kind of their beginning, you know, more electronic um, with the bass, at least in the drums. I don't know. That keys part might have also been electronically um, crafted. But you're going to see here that they definitely evolve out of that. Um, You know, they actually worked for a long time with popular electronic duo. um, What are they called? Uh, Shoot, I'm blanking. Uh, Uh, The remixes? No, no, no. Um, What's that? What's that duo that they wear those helmets? Oh, Daft Punk. Daft oh, Punk. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Jeez, that took me way too long. I'm so sorry. Um, they were produced by Daft Punk for a while, and you can kind of see that influence in some of their early music. Um, yeah. But eventually, it was time for them to release their first album, um, their self-titled debut album, Parcels. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, it's still you can still kind of hear feel the influence of their electronic sound, but something else is kind of happening. They're they're kind of, I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Like, do you feel like there's kind of becoming more instrumental player uh, throughout this album? Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's all they also keep the mix. They, yeah. They keep a mix of yeah, um, real instruments and electronic instruments. Yeah. When I produce things, sometimes I add electronic layers, mm-hmm. especially to my drums. Like if if I want an extra beef on the snare drum in the chorus, yeah. well, I'll chuck on a layered snare drum just to make it sound beefier. Or it's common in music, especially disco music. Every second snare hit has an extra something, like a tambourine hit. That's right. Or an extra layer of snare. Yeah. And so the electronic stuff doesn't really bother me no i kind of it, it suits the music really yeah, well it does suit funk really well and that's essentially what you have to do this is what we're talking about like pocket it has to fill in the music the way it needs to be filled in yeah. and sometimes that is a drum machine sometimes right. that's an actual drummer so i i'm not mad no. that they use fake instruments no it's not it's not a bad thing like i was saying um so yeah we're gonna listen to a song are we gonna listen to uh what song are we gonna listen to now i want to listen to every road okay yeah and i want you guys to pay attention to the keys i think this is probably patrick patrick this is, is louis are you sure oh no no because he's the synth player yeah so this band is kind of interesting they have one of their 
players is kind of just an all-around instrumentalist. Patrick, yeah. he plays guitar in some songs. He plays keys in other songs. And then he's also sometimes the vocals. Um, and I think that here, this is him playing the keys part on this song. I think and you're right. It's, it's a very intricately crafted part. Oh, yeah. So we're going to listen to that now. Yeah. So that's that's their song Every Road. And although it might not have been groovy or seemingly super impressive, the chord progression is so is really strange. Yeah. So your first few, you've got F sharp minor. And sometimes just had a seven in there. You know, that's nothing crazy. And then you've got a weird chord. You got F over G. Hmm. So you're playing the two of the chord in the bass. And you're playing so the G and the F on top, mm. which is a strange type of transition chord. Then you go to A minor a, or A major. A major. Yeah. And then you go A minor over, over D. D. And to the D. F G. What a strange progression. That is so that's a six chord <laughs> progression. Usually in law in most music, you have four, four. chord progressions yep. or Something that fills in the space of four bars. Yep. This song fills in the space of six bars <laughs> per progression, it's which is a so, bit strange. So strange. I presented this to a music theorist once. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who is, has a PhD in music theory, and I, I showed him the chord progression. He just said, oh, it's a bunch of chords that probably just sound good together. <laughs> he didn't really understand it. But I kind of cracked the code. <laughs> Did you? This is in the key of Does a Joe secretly a a doc- have a doctorate in, in music theory? <laughs> not quite <laughs> i have a very good understanding of major and minor scales right. and the mixing of them gotcha and that's really impressive to me uh-huh. but all these chords fit into either a or a minor okay so we can say we're in the key of a but also a minor it's weird because the music theorist was telling me like if you go back in time there was no distinction between major and minor. It was all one key. Okay. And that's a really important part in funk music. And a lot of pop music, you stick in the major key. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the key of a G, you're probably going to play something like G, C, E minor, D, or Classic. something like that. Classic stuff. You know, it sounds C, good. C, F, A minor, G, and C. Like, it's very- I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I listen to songs, and I'm like, I've heard this 20 times already in other songs. There, there are, co- like, stand-up comedians who their whole shtick is that they, they're, like, music comedians, and they go up on stage, and they play a chord progression, and they show you how many pop songs are actually just the exact same p- chord progression. They do it for like thirty minutes. It's and, probably like eighty percent of and, pop songs. And they w- and you would be very shocked at like just how many songs they go through. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what? Again, nothing wrong with that. You know, simple is not a bad thing. But we're bored of it. I'm bored of it. <laughs> so the fact that they use such strange and intricate chord yeah. progressions, yeah. well thought out, you know, that that F over G, that is a weird chord. So strange. I, I don't hear that often, but it sounds 
it, there's so much tension in that chord, yeah. but when you're listening to it, it creates a certain type of movement yeah. that's really hard to get when you're just using basic chords. Yep. And so, yeah, that's Patrick on the keys. He's a wonderful musician. He's just an all-around musician. Like, it's yeah. crazy. He does so much. Um, yeah. So, anything else in this album we want to talk about, or should we move on? Sure. We've got to talk about... Uh... I know how I feel. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We've talked about this on the podcast before in our pocket episode. Yep. Go check that out, by the way. Yeah. If you want to learn nothing about what pocket is, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> um, if you want to have a good time with Matt and Joe, I suggest go listen to it. Um, we've also played this song live before. It's great. It's so good. I think I played it too slow and I tried to speed <laughs> it up. But I couldn't. <laughs> I don't think it was bad. Anyway. No, it was really good, actually. This song is probably my favorite. Yeah, probably it's me just too. Just my favorite song by them. Patch, uh, no, Jules. Oh. Cromelin. Cromelin? Yeah, Cromelin, I think. On the guitar. Um, His guitar port is so groovy. It's so, okay, his guitar is so airy. I don't know if that's the, that just feels like the right word. Like, it's so, his guitar just sounds light. Yeah. And bright light and bright uh-huh. um and he's just a fantastic player like if you ever see him play you should look at his wrist it's ridiculous like mm-hmm. the way he just moves his wrist he keeps all his fingers keeps together. all his fingers together <laughs> but he just has such incredible technique yeah um so he's a wonderful funk musician mm-hmm. um so let's listen to this song. This is a, he doesn't, this is a, uh, he does a lead part. No, which that's not a lead part. No, Never that, mind. it's a rhythm it's part. It's a rhythm part. Let's yeah. listen. Yeah, let's listen. So you can see how oh. there's so much space and there's no keys no until keys. it comes in. What are we? 28 seconds 28 of the song seconds with, in. with a little kind of wah kind of and So the keyboard. first 30 seconds of the song is just drums, guitar, and bass. And I don't think the, the singers come in. Oh until, my gosh, for like two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, because it, they're just grooving away. It's And it doesn't feel like it's taking forever. And so you have the – and the wonderful part about this song, and these parts are so well-crafted – so you have that guitar part, it plays, and then it cuts out for a second and lets the bass, so the bass part is doing an octave, we love octaves here at um, LaFunk Podcast, Oh yeah, as you may know. Um, he's playing drop D, not important, but what's happening is as soon as the guitar part drops for a second, it's exactly in the time where the, the bass hits the octave note on the root or on the note that he's playing. Oh, and so, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. And so and as soon as he plays it, guitar comes back. It's so well crafted here. I love this song. It, yeah, the parts are so well crafted together that it sounds again like one cohesive unit. Exactly. Rather than separate instruments. Okay, the crazy part about this song is sometimes I get confused about what is the guitar and what's the bass because they're just playing so well together. Really? There's Interesting. A, there's a part because there's a part where um, they're both kind of doing a very similar thing where they're walking down. Mm. And sometimes I get confused. I'm like, wait, was that the drums? Was Or was that the guitar? Was that the bass? Um, but that's just how well they're playing together. 
I don't think we can talk about the parcels without talking about their unique vocals. Yeah. Oh, we got it. Yeah. So these guys love harmonies. Oh, yeah. Which, and they do some crazy stuff. Like, these guys have very high voices for, for men. Oh, yeah. I've got to say. And, but it works. It just works. These guys, they've, they've, they, it's clear that they spend, they probably spend quite a good bit of time working out these harmonies because they're so interesting. I think mm-hmm. a great song to check this out uh, on would be if we go to, I was going to suggest Day and Night. Yeah. Okay. So this is their second album that they released. Um, it's actually two albums in one. <laughs> it's true. That's right. There's two discs. Each of them are like 10 songs. Yeah, there's 19 songs in this, this album. Tra- <laughs> plus plus like four singles as well that they yeah. just decided to throw on the end. They're just shorter. Yeah, versions. shorter versions of other songs. But a song I think we should listen to, and this is a great song to also feature um, the bassist, Noah. Noah Hill. Um, I think he wrote this entire song. Oh, wow. Let's go to, I mean, not the entire song. I was going to suggest uh, something greater. When we go to the bridge part of that song, you're going to see some crazy harmonies. Man. First of all, jazz bass. First of all, <laughs> yes. So one thing I gotta gotta give props to Noah on the bass. He can play the bass and sing, which for me, what he's playing. <laughs> and he's not just playing like whole notes here. He's playing a full on like funk bass lines in these songs, and he oh, just yeah. is also lead singing this song. That's him on the lead. You see, there's two parts there. You know, he had that initial part like holding out that was the rest of the band and then he's coming in with the the chorus there and he's playing that while playing the bass he does that live i don't get it i saw these guys live in toronto yeah oh probably about a year ago Mm -hmm. oh my gosh and they played this song and he was singing and he wasn't looking at his bass and he's playing this pretty complex bass line yeah that's impressive this song was my most listened to song last year, actually. Really? I love this song. I okay. really do. Um, I love it, too. It's it's just... It makes me want to dance every time I listen to it. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, as you saw there, there are harmonies in that, in that bridge I always love. I'm always... When I'm in the car and I, I, this song comes on, I'm always switching between the harmony parts. Okay. I love... I, they think, I can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's so, I just love their harmonies. They are so well-crafted. I can't really speak to what is exactly going on. I don't know a lot about harmonies, but I know it's good. (laughs) Yeah. That's Um, amazing. Yeah. So their vocals are so unique, which is part of what makes the parcels parcels. Right. And so we're, we're on their second album here, day and night. Um, you want to, you want to talk about another song, Joe? Yeah. So there's a song called. Outside. Uh, outside. It's on the first. Uh, it's in the first one. And I want you to listen to the chord progression again. Once again. And interesting chord progressions. Yeah. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and then we'll start. I've been outside hoping for something better. Holding my eyes, holding myself together. 
I don't know how they do that, uh, but they pull off a three chord a progression. three chord progression using three bars. That's like some country stuff there. Like is it? <laughs> the country songs are always like three chords. Yeah. Um, well, I find it so strange how they're able to pull off so smoothly. I know. And I didn't realize that it was th- three chords until I started playing it on the drums, just yeah, playing along, and it's right. just like, wait, hold on. We're a not second. playing four chords here. Yeah. <laughs> also, just another recommendation, like, please listen to this music with headphones. Like, please, or good speakers, or like a yeah, really good speakers, because man, it's just another experience. Like, mm-hmm. go listen. Day and night is a work of art. Now, it's not entirely funk, actually. They did a lot of they, they they took a lot of liberties here. Again, like I said at the start, they're not they don't even identify as a funk band. No. Um but they are. But they are. <laughs> they are like um but this this entire album, I would say it's more just a work of art. I know Joe, yeah. you've said that a lot before. Yeah. It's just like and maybe someday we'll talk about we'll just talk about this album. I don't know. But I think there's so much to say here. Mm-hmm. Um it's amazing. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful they, work of art. Yeah. So in the previous albums, they really focus on groove mm-hmm. and dance, but this one they bring in orchestras. Yeah. And yeah, and actually, once you get to the listen to outside towards the end, they bring in this string section towards the end. It is like ethereal. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah. And um, so this music is very artful. You know, a lot of them they still have the funk. Something right. You got greater, like famous, famous. Something greater. Lord Henry. Like yeah. they still got the funk there. But yeah. they also just sub it out with these just really beautiful songs. Yeah. It's really something special. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, so, it's not our favorite album by them, though. No. <laughs> Number one album. My favorite album of all time. This is... I know I just said that Day and Night was a work of art. This is a work of funk. Yeah. Right here. Parcels Live Volume 1, baby. Okay. What does that mean? They did this entire album live. Yeah, in a studio, no cuts. I remember watching the video of this when it came out and being blown away. It is ridiculous. Go to YouTube right now. Go to the parcels. They have this entire album live. It's like an hour something long. Their aesthetic, their the way they look, the way they sound, the way you know everything about this is so perfect. This is, yeah, it's probably my favorite album of all time too. Uh huh. I think. Yeah. So. What happens in a lot of these songs is Joe's that got the album here. I've got the vinyl the in my vinyl. hands, and I've got a list of the songs. So there's how many songs on this? 18. So, you know, it's like a full-length concert. It's very long. However, it's just an hour long. So what's happening is they pair songs together. Yeah. And they craft them together so it sounds like one cohesive unit. So on on the first three songs are all played together like transitions That's right. right if you, into if the you next. listen to them on Spotify there's no actual and if you listen to it without shuffle there's do no not cut. shuffle do not shuffle this album listen to it like all the way through normally there's no cut like you know how songs end and then like when you're listening to in the car or whatever on Spotify you're listening on shuffle the song ends there's like a few seconds next song comes on none of that here it literally the song ends and it immediately goes to the next song, and the the music just transitions, like yeah. it literally transitions. So you have once "Enter" ends, like the first the debut song on the track, it goes straight into "My Enemy." So it just cuts straight, and the bassline goes right away. Uh-huh. There's no cut. Yeah, it is a work of 
genius. It's amazing. And it and makes you, it just makes the whole album feel so like it has this flow. Yeah. I saw a comment on their video and you know that meme where it's like, dad, why did you name me Rose? And it's like, well, that's because your mother likes roses. Or, or why did you name my sister Rose? That's because your mom likes roses. And, like, and he's like, oh, well, why is my name transition between coming back and lighting up? <laughs> so I want to listen to that transition. We're going to listen to that transition. All right. So let's go. To so the we're going to go to the end. And you're. this is, oh, man. Ridiculous. It's insane. Oh wow. So oh. if, if we hadn't told you that, you probably would have just thought that was one song. No, that's two songs. That's two songs. And again, so Lighten Up, remember, that was like the first song that really got me into the parcels. Yeah. But that was on the uh that was on the original album. But this one here. Ridiculous. Oh, it's so much better. Uh-huh. <laughs> this so this entire album, like we said, completely live, completely Real instruments. All real instruments. I don't know why they didn't do it in the first place. <laughs> this is amazing. It's great. And, you know, Joe and I are always joking around. It's called Live Volume 1. We're always like, when's Live Volume 2 coming out? Like- and, you know, they posted a teaser. <laughs> they had a session live at Abbey Road, kind of just celebrating the Beatles' and we, 90th and we, anniversary. And we thought, I, I don't know. No, they're not that old. No, probably, not 90. Probably <laughs> the age of the studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... They played and they were announcing like, "Oh, we got a live set." I'm like, "Matt, live volume two <laughs> yes, coming out. Come on. Live volume And it two. wasn't. It was like they did like three songs or something. Uh, Which, uh, but this whole album is just it's groove. It's groove at its yeah. core. Yeah. And uh, to prove the groove, uh, I want to listen, listen to the end of Close to Why. One last song for you. Bump it up. Bump it up <laughs> Bump on your headphones, up. your earbuds, your car, turn whatever you're Turn listening. it up to max. Okay. So let's uh, go towards the end. Yeah, we're going to go here. All right, let's go. interesting stuff happening oh, here two guitar parts <laughs> two guitar parts and they're so well crafted because you got jules he's playing like a 16th note chord rhythm yeah um kind of like a cory wong style but yeah. a little bit more chill yep which has influenced a lot of our music absolutely because because this is my favorite album a lot of the guitar parts will sound like they're from this song <laughs> uh, or from this album just because they inspire me so much and being the writer of the music, uh, the main writer, I should say, you know, I come up with the guitar parts and they're mm-hmm. all quite simple, just like this is it's just 16 it's not, notes. It's nothing patterns. crazy. No. And then, but on top of that, or I guess you should say underneath a bit lower in the mm-hmm. register, you have Patrick who's just kind of doing some accents, doing some, he's doing those one note kind of pentatonic yeah. melodies. Yeah. Which just add another layer of groove to this. 
And then on keys, Louis. Louis. We haven't talked about him yet. Louis. The last band member. Louis loves to hang out in the background. He just does like pretty not, much all of them. He doesn't. He does not care about stealing the show. He no. is here to make the groove complete. So you'll hear that. Just that. It's not. It's not like. It's not um too. What's the word? It's not too obvious, but there's just that keys part in the background. Yeah. And it's adding so much. And he does lots of flourishes. Yeah. And it's so they're so good. Yeah. So it's a <laughs> it's an amazing song. It's so and good. and it's hole in the back doing drum, his drum, drum machine, machine thing. as he as he does. He's so precise. Noah on the bass. Yeah. Oh my goodness. These guys know how to work together. They know how They've to work together. They've been playing together. together, I think, for now seven years as a band yeah well i think they played it as a as a different name before that right they're all from australia they grew up together <laughs> went to the ha- same high school yeah and they just moved to germany just because they thought the music scene was good there they it's didn't a, really have a plan that's they just amazing did. and look at them now <laughs> and look at them now they're so awesome. cruising yeah um this is my these are this is our favorite band this is our favorite I, band. i'm sure you can tell we them. were able to talk about them for like I don't, how long have we been this podcasting? This is a bit of a long <laughs> podcast. Yeah. What are we at? What are we at? We're at almost 40 minutes. Like, this is almost <laughs> double. We're getting nearing double our normal length, and it's just because we love these guys so we much. We love these guys. We probably won't do this long of a podcast again. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> or maybe you liked it. It's, let us know. I don't know. Let us know. Send us a message on Instagram or You're something. You're probably thinking, you man, they might get bombarded with messages if I just keep coming. <laughs> no, no. You know, please, please message us. We yeah. want to know what you think. Yeah, if you think we should keep doing longer podcasts, let us know. Or if you like the shorter form, word, word not, you know, we'll just we'll just do what you guys want. Yeah, we're here to chat about our favorite music. Yeah. And, and we if love that it. just means we have to talk for longer, then I guess Why not? we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, so if you like this podcast, Joe, what can they do to show that they loved it? Okay, give us a five-star rating. That's going to help us tremendously. Yeah. Also share with your friends say you know okay i'm gonna give an example hi friend do you like funk music hi friend yes i do like funk music check out our pod uh, the podcast la funk podcast where they do funk music commentary i'm gonna do that okay let's do another example okay you asked me that question again hey do you like funk music no not really do you want to like funk music I'd like to learn. Yeah, so why don't you go over to La Funk Podcast where they do funk music commentary and explain why funk music is so good. Yes, I will do this. Thank you, friend. Can you go wrong? <laughs> so, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, uh, check out our EP yeah. that is out right now. We just released an EP, four songs. Wow. Booyah. Yes. Killer. Um, it's and, great. And there's a lot of inspiration from the parcels, so if you like the parcels... Chances are you're going to like like our 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 music. So Um, check us out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Is there anything else, Joe? Anything else for the people? Not really. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. Hey, everybody. Stay in the pocket. See ya. (laughs) 